Hello and welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO podcast. I'm Colin Hung, editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to be in the host chair for this episode. On this podcast, we will be bringing you practical health CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging, and we want to help you be more successful. Sitting down with me today is Skip Rollins, Chief Information Officer and Chief Information Security Officer at Freeman Health. Skip, welcome to the program. Thank you, Colin. It's good to be here this morning. I'm really excited to be in the host chair. It's not something I normally do, so this is a treat for me. And I'm really looking forward to our discussion. It's going to be kind of a potpourri, a mixture of topics here. Yes, I am as well. Okay, well, let's get started. So right now, as you know, Skip, there's a lot of concern over the staffing crunch in healthcare. Uh, As a CIO, are you feeling it on your team? And how are you helping your organization through this challenge? Well, I think that the answer to that question is for virtually every health system that I know about is having a staffing crunch now. Certainly, we here at Freeman are, are seeing it in both clinical areas and operational areas as well. And we in IT are seeing it. I, I look at my numbers daily and, and we've had as high as 10% of our staff in open positions at times. Wow. So, um, you know, we it's, it's a question that comes up a lot. We, we live in a, a somewhat geographically isolated area. So we tend to grow a lot of our own resources, uh, but, but we do recruit from time to time and, and, uh, and, you know, Joplin is not necessarily a garden spot that people want to move to, but it is a wonderful community to live in. But uh, it's not a place that people say, hey, you know, I want to live in Joplin, Missouri. That's not bad. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, so, so we struggle with that. So uh, we have a strong ties to all of the schools around us. We, we meet with them regularly. We talk to their students about careers at Freeman. Uh, we, we really focus with almost usually their, their computer science clubs and, and things like that. And we have had many, many employees come from, from those efforts. Uh, but but we, we believe in growing our own. So we, we have a very, very clearly defined career path for, for our employees that says, you know, if you want to be a, a Citrix administrator or if you want to be a VMware guy, here's the certifications you have to have. Here's the experience you have to have. And, and so we grow our own. Uh, but, but, you know, one of the things that, that we have found is uh, and I had this very conversation with a CIO last night over dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to adapt how you manage. Uh, I, th- I think COVID has has shown us that that uh, we have to learn how to communicate in, di- in a different way. We also have to realize that the younger folks that are coming into our environments, they have different expectations for, from a job. Uh, they 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 want different things than someone that's say been in the workforce 20, 30 years. Uh, so understanding what their needs are and trying as best you can to, to um, get loyalty aligned with those new employees is very difficult. And, and I think that that's one of the things that we end up doing. We lose the younger ones. We don't use the veteran people that's been here for 10 or 15 years. We use the young ones. And I, I really believe that it's because we, we can't get that loyalty built uh, sometimes. Uh, so learning how to manage those people, learning how to relate to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad of three daughters, and, and they're, they're all of age of the workforce. And, and, it's, and they look for different things. They want different things. So 
understanding those things and, and you know, relating to them in whatever way you can and building a relationship with them is certainly very important to try to retain them. I really love how you spoke about, you, you've taken obviously the long view, getting involved with computer science clubs and, and the local um, education uh, institutions. I mean, that's very smart to, to grow your own, so to speak. Amen. That's what we have to do is, is be creative about how we recruit our folks and, and uh, try as best we can to equip them with skills that, that you know, makes us better as an organization. Love it. Love it. Let's switch topics a little bit, jump into a new one. Um, over the last several years, I've been hearing that there's a concerted effort by healthcare organizations to deal with a smaller number of trusted suppliers, trusted partners. Is that a myth for, for health IT or, or is that something that's real? Is that something you're doing? It, it's not a myth for me. Uh, and, and I don't think it's a myth for any of the of my uh peers in the, in the industry that I talk with because there's literally thousands and thousands of vendors out there that, that are in the, in the same spaces. And, and what we all look for is someone that we can depend on. And, and you use the word trusted in the question. And that's exactly the word that I use because I want to have those trusted folks that sell me things that provide services for me that, that are my confidants out there to say, Hey, um, I need this and I don't have to back check them to make sure they're not trying to take advantage of us, that they're, uh, that we know that their services are reliable, that their, their resources are good. So having those trusted partners that you as a CIO can depend on, I think is a, is a cornerstone to being effective uh, because we all know, I and mean, all of us do, and I'm sure you do as well, literally get hundreds of emails every day with people trying to sell you something or trying to get you to look at their products. So wading through that and finding the good ones is difficult. Um, so uh, I absolutely have a, a set of trusted partners and, and I am not afraid and, and have been asked for different reps from companies before because uh, the person that I work with was not someone I felt like I could, I could trust. Wow. Uh, so so uh, I, you know, as a CIO, you have to find people that you can trust. And if, and if we have a, a rep from a particular company that, that we just don't, we just don't click together, then I ask for another rep. Uh, so I think, I think it's important. The relationships are important and that you need to understand them. They need to understand you and you have to have confidence in them. So I think trusted is exactly the perfect word. So let me, let me um, add a, a little bit of a nuance to the question then. Are you looking at your current portfolio of um, suppliers and actively looking at ways to reduce, or is it more like, oh, as new things come up, as new needs come up, you just don't add to the to the list? Well, we we try to keep that list manageable. Okay. Uh, we, we but we also uh, we can't ignore new vendors as well. Um, you know, and I think that later on there's a question about that particular thing, so we'll talk about that when we get there, but. For me, I, I, I touch base with my vendor partners a lot. I, I routinely talk with them, I routinely meet with them, and I stay in touch with them. So uh, does that circle grow? Absolutely. I mean, we, we have vendors that come into the circle, but we also remove vendors that are not servicing our account the way we want them to service it. So I think that, uh, you know, as a CIO, and it's no different than any walk of life, you have to have people around you that you trust. You don't want to have to have investigate. You don't have to wonder is that is that really accurate or not. So 
having that trust is 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 something that's very very important to me. What do you look for in terms of a technology partner? Is it is it all about the technology? Is it the company that's behind it? Is is it proof points? What are some of the characteristics that you're looking for? So we we are I would say very typical when it comes to the vendors that we have in our shop uh, for most healthcare. Uh, IT shops were were all pretty typical. It's those fringe vendors that are the ones that you know that that are that are hanging around the edges of the ecosystem uh, that that we that we really look at and you know for security things for uh, uh, other services that we do. So yes, that 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 changes, but we 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 firmly believe in vetting every company that we do business with. We have a very thorough vetting process that include security questions and things like that about the company. Uh, but once we, once we see a company that we feel like fits the portfolio to do business with us, then, then we try to build a relationship with them and we try to understand what they uh, do and how they do it. But we also let them know that we are very aggressive when it comes to technology at Freeman. We like to do innovation. We like to do development. Uh, so we have vendor partners that seek us out sometimes just because of that reputation that we have, because uh, we are currently involved in multiple proof of concepts with vendors that have products that are new in the market um, because we are aggressive about doing that. So a lot of those relationships get built because of our profile, not necessarily because of, of theirs. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's kind of related, um, this question. You know, I think even before COVID arrived, uh, there was a sense that uh, healthcare executives, CIOs in particular, were looking for sort of different ways and novel ways to connect with each other rather than the standard conference. Not that they were avoiding standard conferences, but, but that they, you know, they were looking for something fresh, something new. And I know that you are a member of the advisory board at a conference that's taking this sort of unorthodox approach and unique approach. Um, can you maybe describe that for our listeners and, and, and why do you think that might be working? Well, the, the organization, uh, you know, when they approached me about coming, actually the, the person that runs the organization reached out to me directly. Not really sure why how John got my name, but he did. Um, and, and, uh, and I, um, I was intrigued a little bit by how that would work. Uh, but uh, he, he finally convinced me to come to a meeting and, and uh, I, was, I was almost dreading it, very apprehensive about how it worked. But when I participated, it was great for me as a, as a CIO to have an hour of my time that all these vendors are going to come through and they're going to have five minutes to talk to me. And, and uh, they, you end up with a big stack of business cards with X's and check marks on them to, you know, to follow up on. But I can tell you that we have several vendors that we have picked up from that conference because it gives you a chance to, to see a lot of new things. It gives you a chance to, to put a face with a name sometimes. And, and then what often, more often than not happens is that five minutes turns into a relationship. Uh, we get together afterwards and we go on. But I think that to the people that find it off-putting, I would say try it. Uh, you know, it's the, and they, they, they call it internally the speed dating part where you, where you have those things going on. But, but I would tell you that it has been nothing but a good experience for us. Um, we have, like I said, many vendors and I have referred vendors I've met at these conferences to CIO friends that are looking for something. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I can tell you that it's a lot of information to drink in in a short period of time. 
but it is a very, very efficient way to kind of broaden your horizon when it comes to the vendors. And, and the other thing that, that, that I would say is that we're considered a mid-market size organization. Right. And, and these vendors, that, that at least of the conferences that I go to, they target mid-size. They don't go after the giant health systems and the, and the big academic medical centers. They, they target these you know, three to 500 bad hospital systems and they have products that are applicable, and we and we, we enjoy it. I, I go at least once a year. It does. I mean, it to me, I've I've only ever gone to to a few of these. It does seem a little bit unorthodox when when we as the um, uh, vendors walk up and, and have these speed meetings with you as the booth person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, but but it is surprising how in 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 five minutes you can really you know get to know somebody and. You know, even though you might not have a, a need right now, as you just said, you can refer them to others. And Absolutely. You know, I think that probably the most entertaining part of it as someone that's been to several of them is, you know, the bullpen, the, all of the vendors that are sitting in waiting for their chance to come around and, and, uh, and meet, with the, meet with the folks. It, you know, it, it's really interesting dynamic from a psychology perspective of everybody rushing into the room and trying to get to the people they want to get to. Uh, but from a, you know, from somebody that's sitting on the other side of the desk in this situation, uh, I find it interesting. And, I, and I, I have never went to one that I didn't leave there with, hey, I need to call these people when I get back to my office. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, and, and it seems like a good way to connect as well, because, you know, besides the, the you called it the, uh, the speed dating rounds, there is opportunity for you to talk to your fellow CIOs and uh, me. Oh, and, yeah, and- I mean. And the second thing that, that I would say for any conference that I regularly attend, it more often than not, it's about networking. Mm. And, and, you know, and any CIO that, that says they don't, re- that they don't depend on peers to help them is not, not being very smart about their job. I, I have a group of folks that, that I reach out to and I say, hey, how are you guys doing this? What do you think about this? We were thinking about this. Have you done that? And I get those same kind of calls. And I think networking with your peer CIOs is, is critical to making sure that you're going down the right track to, you know, fact checking things on vendors and things like that. So I am not too proud to reach out to folks and ask them questions. Love it. Love it. Skip, what's got you excited from a health IT perspective right now? Are there any technologies, companies, um, anything on your radar? So uh, this one may not be glitzy and shiny, but it is, it's, it, it's in, uh, important for me, but I am very excited about the technologies that are starting to uh, evolve and present themselves around monitoring patients at home, having patients recuperate at home. Uh, I'll, I'll say virtual health and not necessarily telehealth about the way we're uh, providing access to healthcare for folks now. Uh, is exciting for me. Um, I, I, uh, I, I had a couple of years ago, I had a surgery and, uh, and had, was, was out of pocket for a, a few weeks. And, and the surgery pre, I mean, the pre-surgery, the touches were great. They were frequent and uh, lots of good education. But post-surgery, it was, we'll see you in two weeks. Well, I, I'm, you know, for me, that was a big gap. And, you know, when, when you're recovering in your home, you don't know all the answers I felt like there needed to be more touches on that side. So I've been, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate that we have uh, several uh, groups in the hospital, specialty groups that are inter- very interested in virtual health models. And we're spending a lot of time talking about how do we do that? 
How do we how do we make it easy for the patients? How do we uh, how do we uh, monitor them? How do we store that data? What do we use that data for? Uh, th th that's very exciting to me because it has a direct impact on patients. Amazing, and so you know, are you talking? You're talking a mixture of remote patient monitoring technology, sensors, and those kinds of things, as well as the telehealth side, right? Where you can actually maybe right. get into contact with a nurse right. or the physician to ask them questions. Yeah. It's, it's a full circle, right? And, mm -hmm. and we, we don't always make that full circle. We, we do parts of it, but we don't always do it all. And, and I think that uh, we as providers have to be able to provide them a full circle because there's plenty of, I mean, I think about my neighbor across the street, the, it's a, a, a gentleman and his wife, they're in their 90s and and for them to get in their car and make a trip to, to the hospital, to the doctor is a big deal. Uh, so I, I, I want us to see do, you know, more house call kind of visits with them. And, and, uh, and I know there's health systems that actually are, are physically going to folks. I think that's great uh, because uh, it's our job to provide health care in whatever setting we have to. You're right. It's not glitzy, but it's definitely needed. And I, I you know, for me, I love that area of healthcare. Just seeing the the care at home movement. I think it's the place where we're seeing the 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 change is how we engage patients, right? So how we engage those patients, the experience they have is is critical to not only our business staying viable, but to us giving them the best possible experience. Love it, love it. Last question, and this is something we always ask on on our our podcast here. What career advice, Skip, would you give to all the aspiring health CIOs out there that are listening right now? You know, that was the question I thought about the most when you sent me this list of questions. And, and I would tell you, uh, and I said part of this uh, uh, there a couple of minutes ago. Number one, you have to realize you can't do anything by yourself. Mm. You can't make a difference by yourself. And, and the folks that think they can, you can't. You have to have people around you that are reliable and capable and, and trusted to help you do what you need to do. And sometimes that takes the shape of your, your management team in IT. Sometimes that takes the shape of you partnering with folks in other departments, but we are innovators. Yes, we, we stay out on the front edge of change. Absolutely. But that change can only happen when other people work with you to make that happen. And I think a lot of folks want to go in and and change the world and, and, and they get frustrated because it doesn't happen fast enough. It's a process and you have to understand that. So understanding that uh, you have to work with other folks, you have to build relationships with other folks and lever those relationships to get what you want is how you get things done. Uh, because as a young, as a young CIO, I thought, you know, I, I could do, do things by myself. Well, you can't, you can't, you have, I can't make our revenue cycle team do anything. I can't make the nursing folks do anything. I have to partner with them and sell them my ideas and thoughts about how they can have a better experience. So if you don't have that communication skill or you're not willing to say, I need help, then it's gonna be a rough road for you. So I would say, build those relationships, culture those relationships. And it takes sometimes even years to get those relationships to the point where you can really make a difference, but using those relationships to get what you want is how you can be successful. 
Skip, we've covered a lot of information in this episode. I really appreciate all the wonderful information you shared. And uh, you certainly helped us understand a little bit of what the CIO lens on the world is right now. So I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, I love to talk about my job. I love my job. I don't, I, I never don't want to come to work. I, I'm lucky to have it and, and I cherish it. So uh, I love my work and I love what I do. It's always a great sign when you wake up in the morning and they're excited to come into the, to the office or, or log in. So that's wonderful. Yes, sir. Hey, if you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're, wherever you're listening. Also, head on over to healthcareittoday.com to access free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here. 